Good timing. You know who played bass on that song? Uh, Edgar Winter. Exactly, Edgar Winter. His <laughs> pale, pasty ass came into my house and laid down that bass line. Isn't nice. he dead? He is probably dead. I don't know if Edgar Winter's dead. Probably. I would assume so. And, and then someone he, made him Frankenstein. And did he even play the bass? Or is it kind of a, an unspoken rule that if you can play guitar, you can probably play bass? What's going on with Clem? She'd be barking. She's pissed. It's sort of an unwritten rule. Now, they say when you're a bass player that was a guitar player, you're not as good of a bass player. Who was a bass player? You know what I mean? You're just kind of sliding by. Hey, Do we need stop. to check on her? Are you going to go check? Yeah, She's got to go talk. check. You, you have a Anyway, <laughs> unusual start. We've got a guest today, and my, my, it's a guest. Dale Mastin's in the house. What's up, Hi, everyone? Dale. Now, Dale, you are, are you considered a legal guardian of our prior guest, Gus? Yes, there I would are, be considered the stepfather. So, so you're allowed in the hospital if you needed to. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. It depends. Gotcha, it depends gotcha. on who all's there. Then, yes, I I am allowed. Well, we're glad to have you. I'm Thank glad you. you showed up. I'm glad you made it. How was the drive? It was great. Did you hit a tornado? No, I did not. I'm pretty sure I you hit a tornado. Not. How's the doggy, Michello? Just fine. She's just laying there being a bitch. She, she just, just wants, wants attention. She just wants to see Dale. She again. just wants That's to get right. out and play. She loves me. <laughs> so Dale is my first cousin-in-law. Correct. 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 Now, as far as I know, there was nobody before you with Melissa, <laughs> my first cousin. So I don't remember you coming into the picture at all. In my mind, you're just there for all eternity. Well, it was 17 years ago, so, you know. 17 years ago. Yeah, all I was right. not checking in then. No. How old no. would I be at 17 years ago? We have been together 16 years this year, so oh. they've literally been together a year longer than us. So I've been drunk when they started. <laughs> I was drinking. You were drinking. Okay, that's why I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I literally don't remember before you. So, do you feel honored in that way? I guess is what I'm asking. I feel very honored. Yeah. You're trying to just make up for your bad memory. I just <laughs> make yourself feel better I'm about I'm so that. bad about family stuff. Like I cannot name who all my cousins are. I can't name who all my uncles and stuff are. You're it's, not very close with everybody. You don't true. see people. I'm closer you, with you than most of my family, Dale. You have an excuse. I can't remember, and I have no excuse. So, oh, yeah. What? You, at least you have an excuse. I'm just, a, I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You, you obviously could pay for me to go to Las Vegas, so you're not stupid. <laughs> I, didn't you just use points because yeah. you fly all the time? Yeah. Yep. So why are you flying all the time? We know not much about you, Dale. We've got to be honest. Here. Yeah, so I'm a lobbyist, and I represent uh, my company in 25 states. It used to be 50. So every every week, I'm two to three days going to a... And, you know, they're, they're not these exotic, you know, like, you know, the coast of Florida, yeah. you know, Tallahassee. You know, hey! <laughs> like that Pierre, South Dakota. Ooh. Yeah, I love <laughs> Pierre, South Dakota. I've never been so, to Pierre, South Dakota. I've never heard of Pierre, South Dakota. <laughs> I haven't either. It's not like I'm you know, going on these one. And everybody says, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky you get to you get to travel. And when you're on the beach, I'm like, I never see outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you go to a meeting, you sit in your meeting, you go home, you do your, or you go back to your room, you do your work, you go to the meeting, you sit in the meeting. It's not like I'm out partying on the beach, you know, mm. while, 
you know. So lobbyist, is that just a fancy word for like a salesman? Professional bullshitter. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah, that that's what I do. I was yeah. going to say, I was told that the lobbyists are what's bringing down this country. Is that what I'm supposed to understand? <laughs> we need lobbyists. We need people to get the word out. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I take arguments and go in and talk with legislators and governors and things like that and tell them you know so is that why you're a politically what, charged man because you're actually talking to these people i actually live it yeah oh. it, and it's totally different than what everybody really sees really and, oh man so trump 2024 right <laughs> uh i'm taking my headphones off <laughs> <laughs> and you do not want to say that because you would not be allowed back in our house so. oh well that's clearly a joke i despise the man and did before he ever ran for president and was completely shocked and surprised that he became president like oh, a lot yeah. of other oh, people yeah. the, what is happening the night he became president michelle had fallen asleep but i saw it happen and i was like oh no and yeah, then i right. and then she woke up at like four or five in the morning and i heard her and go I looked at my phone and i heard her go what and i went yep <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly what she was talking about this was about. such a traumatic experience for melissa that i was literally in traveling back and i remember exactly when we found out that he was going to win and i was in the atlanta airport and i immediately called her because i had been telling her for days no there's no way this guy's going to win there's no way this <laughs> no. And, then, and then all of a sudden i'm calling her going oh god honey i'm, really I'm sorry. so sorry i was wrong yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't blame that's me right. don't blame me yeah that's right yeah it was awful i lobbied as hard as i possibly <laughs> yeah. could yeah, right. it was pretty bad so when you say it's not like what people see I assume that they're all bumbling morons. No, it's, I'll give you an example. So when I first started in politics, I remember thinking about, you know, you go and you sit on the Senate floor, the Ohio Senate, and all these guys are you know, paying attention and they're listening. No. No, absolutely not. They already know. They already know before they go down there how they're going to vote. So you got people reading the newspaper. You've got hmm. people, and sometimes they put their foot in their mouth. So there's a guy by the name of Cooper Snyder, a good old boy from east southeastern Ohio, and he had a rooster fighting bill. Right? So now, now, what? Yeah. Oh, you know what's coming. So I'm sitting on the floor of the Senate, right? I'm sitting on the floor, like my second or third day. I'm 19 years old. And this guy gets up, and, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, a man loves his cock. A man takes care of his cock, nourishes his cock. And, and of course, you know, I look over and the president of the Senate is, has got his newspaper in front of him and it's shaking because he is laughing so hard. Finally, Cooper realizes, Senator Snyder realizes what's going on. And he runs off. You guys are disgusting. And runs off, you know, off the floor. But yeah, so. So how'd that go? Did he, or is rooster fighting now allowed in Ohio? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Because he wanted to legalize it. That is fucking crazy. Legalized oh, yeah. cock fights. Exactly. <laughs> Legalized cock fights. Legalized cock fights. Yeah. All right. There's Terrifying. All kinds of fun experiences being a lobbyist, let me tell you. Oh, I'm sure. I've, you're going to be way better on this podcast than I thought. I, I mean, love then, having new guests. I was just going to say, you've already nice? paid dividends, Dale. <laughs> and I didn't know what you did for a living. So if you're, I mean, you're a talker. So this is going to go. Professional this bullshitter. This is going to be fine. Bullshitter. I've been called a professional liar, professional bullshitter, you know. Everything, yeah. You got to pay the bills. Have you been doing this for a long time? 1992. Wow. Tenured. Wow. I've been around for 30, what, one years? You've been a pain in people's ass for 31 years? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, it's Dale. Ah, fuck, it's the Mastin guy. (laughs) I got thrown out of the legislator's office because I didn't talk correctly. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I I was in Tennessee, went in, (laughs) talking to the guy. The guy kicks back, says, boy, 
I'm like, fuck, this is not going to be good. <laughs> he says, not from around these parts, are you? I said, no, sir. He said, you're a Yankee, ain't you? And I said, yes, sir. He said, I ain't vote for your bill. You have a good day. And he pointed me to the store. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't vote for your bill. Now, really, the thing about that is I was living in Nashville at the time, so I learned how to talk like a uh, southerner. Right oh, about wow. That, right about that point, yeah. That was just ridiculous because so, Nashville's barely <laughs> fucking the South. Oh, it, yeah. Truly. Nah. <laughs> Truly. But, but they, they, you know, they actually truly believe it was the war of northern aggression it was not the civil war yeah absolutely that's what they called it yeah it's it's a it's a it's a different different it's just a whole different brain that's yeah. what it is it's just a whole different brain i don't like books but i know how to live my life that's right. jesus christ so uh welcome like i said to couple of critics podcast uh i'm michelle he's sam this is dale and uh we are gonna be reviewing an album that dale gave us and uh this one was not something i ever thought about but i think that for you this is a great pick dale what are we reviewing this week so we are reviewing boston boston yes the the reason i picked this album was because when i was younger we had a a lady that was living with us um by the name of brenda johnson and you know so i was nine something like that because this came out in 76 i think so i was nine or ten something like that and uh i remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning in the summer to go out to rural ohio and throw newspapers and she paid me like 50 cents a day but i was saving up to buy that album that's that's the the album that i wanted to buy so that was the very first album i ever bought put on my little you know little record player was it like a little box <laughs> man got out my my uh my tennis racket for my guitar yeah, yeah, yeah nice. i was yeah i was rocking it gave was everybody awesome. a performance exactly. <laughs> well let's get this album started with i would say probably the most oh, identifiable man. song yeah. i mean from this band this, um, this whole album is identifiable yeah. pretty much yeah i think it's very odd i'll go ahead and say this up top well i'll play more than a feeling which was one of the singles one of the only three singles but when i listen to this album I knew more than three songs. They right. play more than three songs on the radio yep. for sure. Yep, absolutely. At I, least I like half it. of the I album. I like when that happens when they're like, no, some of the stuff is so good that we don't care if you didn't release it. Right. We're playing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, what, 117 million, I think, is sold, something like that. Wow, good Ooh, for man. them. That's so, so yeah, much. And I did look at 1976 is when it came out. Yeah. The spirit of 76. So, so by math, we can figure out when Dale was born. 1976, about nine or 65. 65? Yeah. Old man. Oh, my dad's a little bit older than you. Old man. Dale could be your daddy. (laughs) Dale is a daddy. (laughs) I think they call that a zaddy. They do. (laughs) They call it both. They do. Um, So do you listen to more Boston albums beyond this, or is this just the main one? Yeah, I like like Don't Look Back. Um, Third Stage. You know, Third Stage had Amanda, which ironically was the only number one hit the Boston ever had. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're okay. This is truly my, my favorite of, of all of them. And I think my guess is most people would say that, that, that this is, like you said, the most identifiable, probably, the you know, the one that people listen to the most. This, mm-hmm. this album is on, like, every classic rock list. No, no it's in, like, every guitar rock list that you see. It's like this thing, especially because, by the way, I finally investigated it today. The album cover with the guitar UFO. Right. I never noticed there was a guitar before. <laughs> right. I just saw the UFO thing and I was like, "Eh, they're aliens." Oh, okay. it is. Yeah. yeah, you see it? I actually, oh, okay, yeah. I knew I that, no but idea. I saw this TikTok where it said, "I was that days old when I realized that this was, a, you know, a guitar upside down." Yeah. I was today years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. What just happened? <laughs> exactly. So, I gotta yeah. say, this is one of those albums that's just like, it's amazing. 
that it exists because there's so many hits on it. I'm not going to say yet if it's for me or if I enjoyed it yet. I liked it. Um, <laughs> but it's so weird to have your first album be like, yeah, it's all hits. We are superstars now. Most bands' first album is like, we trudged through, it sucked, nobody heard it. Right. Maybe our third album was a hit. So it's weird when bands like this. We did a Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam was like that. Their first right. album. You're just yeah. like, how does this happen? Right. Yeah. It's crazy that, that people can just turn a light switch on. We're like, I am plugging into consciousness right now, and we are on top. It's well, wild to me. I'd like to say that at 11 years old, I was so knowledgeable, but no. I loved More Than a Feeling. That's the only mm-hmm. song I knew at the time, so <laughs> I bought it for that song. Plus, how la- later on in life, I, that's the first song I learned to play on the drums. So I didn't know you played drums. I do. Well, I did. Still? I did. And When's the last time you touched a drum kit? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh. But did that, you just touch it or did you play it? No, I, was, I played it. Yeah. A buddy of mine needed a place to store his drum kit, so he stored it in my, in, in my house. But then the 25-year-old moved back in because they're saving for a house, and so I had to send it back. So. Uh, but yeah, and I got back on the drums, and it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. Wait, my left foot is supposed to do the high Wait, what the hell is going on here? Just yeah. throw your limbs at yeah. some point and what you hit. Yeah, it, it, it's it yeah. That's what death metal guys do. They just go, hey, yeah! That's why you put <laughs> symbols and stuff everywhere. I always thought this this song especially was interesting because Tom Schultz was such a stickler for perfection. Who and is Tom Schultz? I did no research. Yeah, so Tom Schultz is the guy that... That's a guitar, right? I thought it was vocals. I know, but it sounds like it, it sounds like it comes into a guitar. If he can get up there, I maybe it's not, both. Maybe they did a little mix in. I couldn't squeeze my nuts hard enough to get that high. There's just no freaking way. I don't know what vice he used to do that, it's, but that was just he's a straight impressive. up castrato. Those are definitely impressive. Oh my gosh, it was vocals, amazing for sure. But if you listen to the the lyrics, which I'm really bad about because I listen more to the instrumental part, but if you listen to the lyrics, a lot of that stuff is jumbled mm-hmm. and. I mean, I didn't know till Marianne walked away. Till Marianne walked away. What? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like that's what that says. But and he was such a stickler. He, the guy that wrote it. He was a MIT grad. He wrote a lot of these songs while he was at MIT. Um, and he was just such a perfectionist. And then to have that kind of jumbled vocal seems strange to me. But you mean the actual lyrics themselves? Yeah. When okay. he's, when, when Brad Delp is singing them, he, it, they sound kind of. All jumbled together. Oh, like the way he's singing them, like flowing into certain things. Yeah, like yeah. He, he he puts words together that I don't know. I, like for me, one of the lyrics I thought was, "I lost my supper to this song," and it's like I became familiar with the song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought forever said I lost my supper to the song. Like what? it is fully cleared up after that little oh, uh, thunderstorm that day. happened. I brought the light. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Even I though the... I could take either day, honestly. Yeah. I, she likes the rain. I appreciate yeah. rainy days as well. Yeah. It's nice to just chill out since that's how I live my life. Uh, I'm going to keep this moving into the next song, which was also a single. The first three tracks <laughs> were the three singles. Yep. Uh, Peace of Mind. Yep. So everybody knows this one, too. Yep. Uh, have you seen Boston? I have not. And, you know, well, so I, I watched, they did, and they were actually the first band to play their first New York song at um, was it Madison Square Garden, I think. Okay. Yeah, and they did a concert outside in New Jersey in the Meadowlands, and I watched that, and again, you could tell that, ooh, 
Brad Delp, he, he's got a great voice, but man, he struggled to get up with some of those notes. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it might be one of those deals where he wrote it where I, I could do it in studio, but right. if I need to do it 30 days in a row, it's not fucking yeah. happening, yeah. fellas. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, it was, which is why I wondered whether that was actually a guitar, because mm. he never, he didn't even attempt to go up there uh, live. Yeah, at least at the, in that particular one. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's something which I know that this is totally going in a direction that ni- I'm sure neither of you care about, but it was like that with someone I grew up loving, Mariah Carey, which people accused her of they didn't think that she could sing the way she could on albums mm-hmm. live, and people were like, "You're just a studio act," and then she went out and showed them that she could actually do it. So right. I think that's interesting because this guy has such a strong voice yep. that I, I, I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't something that he could sorry, uh, utilize constantly. Yeah, it maybe he just decided not to do it that particular one, but... It's also really um, st- he was pissed off that day. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. Maybe it was, I got to do it as good as I can to get this song down, but this is not really in my register, and this isn't comfortable, and this is going to ruin my voice if I keep singing like this. That's yeah. a known thing in recording music, people overdoing in studio and then realizing when they get on the road, like, I cannot pull this off. Why mm-hmm. did I do this? And that's why sometimes they'll drop the key down, like, two steps, and you're like, this is lower than it normally is. You know, Scott Stapp from Creed used to vocal fry his voice so much mm-hmm. that he would have to take breaks in between shows because to rest, Jeez, yeah, to rest, because yeah. you know that raspy, yeah, kind of like disturbed, it's damaging. With Dave Draymond from Disturbed, same thing. Yeah, you can fuck your throat up really bad if yes, you do you that can. stuff incorrectly. Yes, you can. Take it from a guy who routinely does it incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from a guy who doesn't do it. <laughs> who actually who can't do it. So Old yeah. Scott Stapp. My favorite thing about Scott Stapp is he says everything like this. Yeah. Way more than any of the other grunge guys. He's like the top of the right. Most people don't say open. They just say open. Hey, can you open the door, please? <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, honey, you left the chip back. Open. Well, let's go there. Everything's just so big and boisterous. I cannot hear that song or you guys talk about that song without thinking of the entrance to King's Island. You know when you get your tickets and you're in that little part right at the beginning? You just go there. I have a specific <laughs> memory of some young girl belting that song out while it was playing. So... <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this, but was, I just have did King's she do Island a good version. job or was it awful? I don't remember that part. I just remember laughing because she was going. So did she seem like she was doing it seriously? Yeah, she was like 11. She was just jamming. Didn't oh, realize okay. what was going on. <laughs> His lower stuff also remi- reminds me of like Springsteen. Some of the stuff the Springsteen you know did like on Thunder okay. Road, the screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. <laughs> Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Oh, oh my yeah, god, right. that's hilarious! I've never the been boss. a fan of the boss. Yeah. No, me it's either. It's never worked on I, me. I do, I do like some of the boss's stuff, but um, I think age has something to do with that as well. I think it, it was an attitude and it was a thing at the time yeah. that I think just doesn't kind of carry right. to later generations as well. Yep. Some of those, you just kind of have to be there moments. And I feel like the boss kind of has that. Yeah. It, it's gone on. I mean, they they actually were very popular. What 
So VH1, you can tell I research. Uh-huh. VH1 uh, <laughs> named them the 61st best band of all time. Boston? I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not Zeppelin-ish or you know, Stones-ish, but... They got on the list. Yeah, that's on the list. That's the top 100 with all this, the this, bands. Uh, Listen for me, which I'm glad you brought this album because it's one of those bands that like I would never deep dive in. But the guitar playing and the guitar Incredible. tone and all that, it's like... Yeah, you're really, really good. I never gave you credit for how good you are. And he recorded these. Schultz recorded these. He did all of the um, the instruments except for the drums. Um, Jim oh, really? Madeira did the drums before Sib Hashin came in. But um, yeah, and he recorded them. Old in Sib Hashin. Yeah, yeah he, he recorded <laughs> them in in his in his home studio. So what? Yeah. That's oh, some I did. I did read that yeah. they were lying to the record company exactly. and saying that they were yeah. doing it in a studio, but they were really just doing it in their house, right? In in Massachusetts. In, in fact, they did all of the instruments and then said sent Delp out to L.A. to meet with the record people and record the so they could say yeah. that they, you know, they did. Ah. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Tricky, tricky, mm-hmm. tricky. So, and it's now cool. it's standard to record at home. Like everyone records at home. Yeah, it seems that way. On it, they all have but that's a, amazing to get that kind of tone at home, too. Then, with the kind of equipment, like, yeah, they had to get some nice well, rental stuff. He's MIT grad, he, you know, he's a, he's a yeah. nerd. Yeah, he I'm gonna do math and achieve this tone. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It clearly worked, though. It did. Oh, yeah. I was thinking yeah. the guitar tone is it's almost metal grade, mm-hmm. it's so distorted, but it's so clean at the same time. You can hear every note because sometimes you can get too fuzzy and it's just noise. Yep. There's, every note is shining through. And that that, that's why it took him so long. I mean, he hated the fact that they pushed um, um, Peace of Mind. Was it Peace of Mind was the second? Album? Yeah. Yeah. That they pushed Peace of Mind on him. He It took two years, but he wanted to continue on because he was such a stickler for perfection. Mm. I mean, he. I mean, it took <laughs> him forever to bring out Third Stage. I mean, that, was, that took a long time. So is that why they haven't actually released a ton of albums? They actually have. They've, they've released really? more, than, more than, than... They, they, they released one called Corporate America. Um, I, okay, so I wonder some, yeah. if it just isn't on this streaming app because this streaming app doesn't have many albums. Right, right. But then I looked at the greatest hits and it i'd say about half of the greatest hits are from this album right so i i didn't know if they really did a whole lot or if this was just kind of at least in the public's eye if they were more of like a one album band no they did the first three were you know known we'll say and then after that you're right they totally dropped off but i know they did one in fact i think their last album was called um corporate america and then they had put out the greatest hits and one of the coolest things well, there's I, what, a posthumous one too where they used the i thought they used the lead singer's vocals could be like five or six years after he died yeah. i think 2013 may have been the last album yeah that ever yeah that could be maybe that was even corporate america but on their greatest hits you're talking about the guitar they do a version of the Star Spangled Banner that is oh, yeah, they really do. cool. That was yeah. in their... Uh, their greatest hits. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was on their greatest hits. I think that was the only one that they did, but it was it's pretty neat. Yeah. Boston. So here's the next song, right? <laughs> yeah, let's. I'm going to play foreplay so, long time. Oh, yeah, here we go. I was thinking... You're sitting around... Some fucking jams. You're, tr- you're, decide- you're sitting around with your bandmates and you decide, you know... I'm going to write a song. You know what I really like? I like foreplay, and I really like it for a long time. <laughs> well, there we go. So you listen, you listen to the song. It is it's like, like, it's very fingery. Well, then, 
then seriously, that, so then you, you do, do, right? It keeps going, and then all of a sudden it goes low and it's like very soft, and then builds, 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 and then that's when the shuddering starts, and then they're sitting there smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "It's been such a long time." They're edging, is what I they're doing. Going, <laughs> they're taking it to the edge, and yeah. then they're bringing it back. A lot of people do that these Love days. That. Edging is a thing. Oh, good lord! Um, yeah. So this song for me, you said something about playing the drums. Yeah. I played this on uh, This was on Rock Band back in the day And I remember playing this on the drums on Rock Band yep. Yeah, it's a great song It's a great beginning I, yeah. I love this beginning Just, Well, it's gonna Very like frog said, rock sounding Yes It's gonna go Like I said, it goes soft And then it builds and builds And then a screaming guitar comes in That's just I love it. I love it. It's a one of my favorite screaming guitar. Yeah. We're gonna hear that screaming guitar. <laughs> I love the drums in this beginning part when he's doing this like those crash cymbals sound so big. Yeah. It's such a strong opening to a song. And Very probably strong. one of the most familiar, I would guess, for nothing but instrumental. Because hmm. I mean a lot of people know this. That particular beginning. I don't feel like it's played on the radio, though. It wasn't. It wasn't. But if you if you're like my age, you had this album and you you knew this. And pretty much now, classic rock stations on like Sirius, they do play this part. Oh, it's just yeah. like sometimes now on Sirius, you'll hear the beginning of American Woman now. Way right. more that than they you never used played to. on the yeah. radio. Like, I didn't know there was a beginning like a to American beginning. Woman where it's a bluesy part until I was like twenty something. Right. I was like, what <laughs> fuck? What's this? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Here's that. So here's that here's lull. That. Yeah. Yeah. My fingers are tired section. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been two minutes. Hey. Did you hear him going? <laughs> Even the the bass players. What's well, is it him again? Schultz, you said? Yeah. Playing bass? Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, he's crushing he, it there. Keyboards, too. bass. This lead. is where you would hear it on the radio. Right. Start. See, there's that guitar. Yeah. See, I like the whole song for me. For me, it's not. I think the beginning, it was just like, is killer. Yeah, I agree. But I fully enjoy this as well. It's just, this is a really feel good song for me. Especially when we drove uh, and went bowling and had dinner the other night, <laughs> listened to this on the way, and we took like more of like a country way and listened. Yeah, it was just. It was we nice. Were, we almost went back to 1976. We went <laughs> driving to the country to go bowling and listen to Boston. Damn. It was Got good. high. It, it felt good. It was fun. Life was good. Even the scorekeeping thing looked like it was from 1976. Oh, yeah. It was old. That's not a very updated place. I am place not joking. It looked it like it was from 1976. Nice. It was great. This is one of those songs and bands. That like I probably enjoyed when I was younger, and then I got to like my rebellion stage. So like Teenager. fourteen through probably like thirty-one. This is it. This is <laughs> like, heavy. Eh. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, it all sounds really good. And they're all really talented. <laughs> I enjoy it. This is so much more up my lane than it would be yours because this is classic rock to me. This is like dad music. This is me hanging out with my dad, sort of music. Even though this I don't is, remember him specifically listening no, to Boston. No, I don't. I don't feel old. That's what. <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But like, as far as it being just on classic rock radios, fuck, yeah. fuck 90s music is now on classic or right. uh, like 
yeah. stuff. So that yeah. makes me feel old. Right. Last time I saw Nick at night, it was playing Home Improvement and not <laughs> Dobie Gillis. I didn't know what was happening. What the hell is Dobie Gillis? Exactly. <laughs> I've never heard check, of it. Check out that bowling thing. Isn't that from 1976? Definitely. Where yeah. you had to keep your own... It was doing it automatically, but still. And I remember having, I mean, that's honestly why I became good at math, was because of bowling, because mm-hmm. you had to do everything by 10, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's how I still do everything, because it used to be those paper sheets. Yeah. You used to have yeah, to yeah, mark, yeah. mark your I own I bet they score. don't have to do that anymore, because when we were kids and when we were in school, we went on, like, a gym field trip to the bowling alley, and, like, we they tested us on scoring on paper and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, we not, had to learn to do that. They're not doing that they're shit anymore. They're not making kids learn bowling score no. now. No way. Well, well, what they're making them learn, though, is just so different than what we learned. Oh, my. What I learned. Oh, the way they no do idea. math. The way it's they, horrendous. It really is. It's horrendous. It makes no It's so no. complicated. It makes no sense to me and, at all. And they have to show, like, an insane amount of work because it's right. all this. It's going above and beyond to get well, the answer get that to you 11? can get. I got to 11 in here. Right. It's 11. Yeah, 11 right. How'd you get there? Why does it matter? I got there. Yeah. No, it did matter. And it would be wrong if you didn't do it the way that they yeah. wanted you to put it out. So it's insane. This part rules. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> and if you could play this on Rock Band, that's really good. <laughs> Oh, I did say I did a good job. Right, right. She may have done the easy level. I, I guarantee level. did the easy level. <laughs> but it was still fun. On drums. Yeah. Playing Rock Band was a grand old time. It, it was, was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I didn't like the guitar, though. The, uh, the guitar was not for me because it was nothing like doing a, playing a guitar. Yeah, you had the push little... That yeah, little so I liked thing, singing yeah. and I liked drums. Drums, yeah. Because those were the most normal and, like, real, I guess. It's not all that fuzz, like right now. It's like... That's a metal solo tone. Yeah. And it's in 1976 on Boston's fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's impressive. He's doing like later glam metal kind of shrieks mm-hmm. right there. And like some King Diamond stuff. So Don't give it all to King Diamond. Other people do it too. Chris Cornell in the 90s I'm tr- did it. I'm trying to relate it to me and my I taste. know you are. <laughs> and yeah. King Diamond's way before Chris Cornell. I know. I'm just trying to take some glory away from King, King Diamond. I like how Don't you, you said. Do that. <laughs> I like how you said. I played the drum. I didn't say I do it well because that's what I say. You know, I love to sing karaoke. Oh, really? I didn't say I was yeah. good. <laughs> that's <laughs> the point of karaoke. Let's make sure we understand. People that go to karaoke to truly like, yeah, truly like sing and perform. Like, like come on, off. get the fuck out of the way. Well, if people either feel like they're showing off. Or I think part of what's fun about karaoke is listening to people do poorly. Yeah, yeah. and cheer them on. Yeah. You're like, yeah, get it. You're unleashing your power. You're yeah. trying. It's it's a lot harder when you know that you're not conventionally good yeah. to and get up there and do something because it feels it's good. An, it's so. enjoyable when someone is good and they're not like perform, performing and still are just still just having fun, but they are just good. Right. That's still enjoyable. But yeah. when somebody's up there like <clears throat> drunk in hell. And I, and then you're like, come on, Jesus Christ! You're singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Be goofy. <laughs> it's the longest song on this album because of that intro. Because of that foreplay, but not even because of the intro. Because the intro is really just like two minutes long. It would still be a five plus minute mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. if it weren't for. There's a lot to do with that. Off. There's a lot that they can like ride on. I'm sure live it's probably even longer because they can go longer on the uh, solos yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of good backing sections to that. Well, yeah, they're a good rock and roll band. Hey! 
That was a segue for those that don't know. It sure was. And this is a pretty short album. It's only eight tracks. So we're going to take a break after we listen to this song. But this was the first one where I was like, okay, it said this wasn't a single, but I heard this song right. many times. And I, when I bought the album, I, you know, there's only three songs on the front, right? Yeah. So I was constantly getting up to change it. To well, change yeah. it right? it was the record. Yeah, it the, keeps you like yeah, into the record, though, doesn't yeah, it? Does. Absolutely. Don't you feel like at yeah. that time when you had records and stuff, and for us CDs, even cassettes, because you were more cassettes. You'd have to you flip have, over, yeah, right? Yeah. You uh, when you had something in your hand, you felt more connected to mm-hmm. it. Like when you had it. Be involved with it. You just felt like this connection. Plus, the pureness of the of the music on the on the on the disc is just you know it is just different. I mean, and now they you know they make them in eighty gram weight records and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So I'm showing my age by calling them records, aren't I? <laughs> but, yeah. We have a record player and yeah. records. Yeah. So. Oh, I prefer the sound of vinyl. Yeah. I've I've gotten some albums like metal albums that I was into like Pantera, and I was like that I've been listening to for years. Put it on on vinyl, heard for the first time. I was like. I've never heard that bass right. do that. What the hell? Yep. Just, what just happened? Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. There's there's definitely something that's nice about the cleanliness of digital, but there's also something that's very nice about that analog Convenience of digital. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole, it's crisp and clear, and you don't have to worry about skipping. And the whole, but the whole stereo <laughs> part seems to come out a little bit more. Um, the division of the music, you know, left to right and things mm-hmm. like that seems yeah. to come out a little bit more on vinyl. I don't yeah. know if they yeah, mix, it, does. mix it differently when they do I think it's just there's what, more right. of like a full spectrum to that stuff. Yeah. They compress this shit out of digital music, too. Right. That's why right. like Snoop Dogg and Neil Young, and I can't remember some artists, they were trying to do a digital service that was like full bit rate, as good as digital music can be. Yeah. But it just didn't take off because you're like... Well, I have to download it for two hours then, <laughs> right, you know, right, to yeah. get this quality. It's there, I understand, yeah. but for most people, they just want to shake their butt. They're not worried about fidelity. Yep. Or yep. they're just like, work sucked. I just need something to make me not think about work. I don't care about fidelity right now. <laughs> or you just work a job where you can put earbuds in and work all day and listen to music. You just need something that's podcasts. fast and that keeps going. And yep. it, like you said, convenience is a huge part of it. Belly jump. It is for me. I so I went out and got the albums, and then I try to sit and work, and then I, you know, every ten minutes I have to put my computer down, get yeah. on, flip it over, <laughs> and sit back down. Like yeah. yeah. You didn't go as high either. Oh, there's and no you way. Can. I think you can when you're feeling extra silly. I just haven't done it in a while. My throat's been hurting lately. All that dick you've been sucking. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> Sam, I never knew. <laughs> it's one of the very few things you should know up front about him. He sucks a lot of dick. I've got a lot of hobbies. <laughs> oh, man. So well, good. Now I don't feel so bad about my foreplay long time. Oh, <laughs> he's a lobbyist. You can't talk like this. <laughs> uh, he He's dirty. How, well, you. I was going to say, have you ever watched Succession? I, I feel like so. you might enjoy it. It's an HBO show, and it's about a it's a dad who owns a company. They're very rich. It's like it's a media company, and he the very first episode he has um, a health condition, and then it kicks into you know like which kid is going to take over or mm-hmm. the people who have been working with the company because eventually in the show he does pass away, and then it becomes who's going to take over between the children and the people who've actually been working in the company and who are older and more tenured and 
and then it's, it's really, interesting. Then it becomes politics, and then it's right? very political because then you somebody's deciding who's taking over the board of directors. So, if, you know, same according thing, to same that thing show, with, they were there were a group of people in a hotel conference room deciding who the next president was going to be, and that was what <laughs> that was what came up in my brain when you said that there's a lot that like it's not necessarily working how people think that it does. It it, it so, really it really is truly completely different than, mm-hmm. than than what you learn in civics class you know people don't you know talk about you know the gerrymandering of districts oh and yeah yeah why the why the election on every 10 years is so important because that's when the legislature draws the districts so if the republicans are in power they draw the districts for mm-hmm. republicans to get elected yep. right so yeah so it's very politics. politics bullshit <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a break as we uh our want to do as the dog barks in the background and we Let listen to a little out. bit of Amanda. Oh, Boston did Amanda. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Boston one that of those earlier. bands. He said it was oh, the, their only it. hit, only number one song. I may have not known what he was talking about until you played it. Yeah, I mean the album made it to number three, the Boston Boston album. But yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I have this little song that I can't get out of my head, and the only way I can get it out is by singing it. You look like you might enjoy this sweet little ditty, so have a seat, just like I did when my grandmother first sang this to me. Are you hard and veiny and lugging some bollocks? No. Don't be a dick. Are you socked or clipped and do you cry when you're kissed? No. Don't be a dick. Does the angle of your dangle lose its dump when you're flicked? No. Don't be a dick. Can you sore fight your friends in a helicopter twist? No. Then don't be a dick. If you don't assimilate, then don't demonstrate that you're a pecker who can penetrate. Cause no one likes a cock or a wiener or a prick, so either way, don't be a dick! We're back. So this is, yeah, this came out 2013. It was the. It says it's the sixth album by Boston. I, I, I've never heard that song before. I'm That's not terrible. into it. Doesn't sound like Boston to Doesn't. me. And it says that this was the first album released following the death of Brad Delp in 2007, whose vocals are posthumously featured on some of the songs. But this is not one of them. Maybe I should have pay, played one of them that uh, he's on. This is just the title track of that album. It's usually a bet, a good bet to go on. Sounds old. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> who is that? This is horrible. I bet that that's the lady who I. Okay, so when I looked, <laughs> you have a smile on your face. What's about to be told? When I looked up their top songs on the YouTube music playlist, maybe it wasn't that. Uh, but there is a song that they did. Where the fuck is it? It's not a good time. Oh, here it is. Uh, God rest ye metal, gentlemen. Boston? This is Boston. Yeah, Christmas Boston? That's more their guitar, though, right? Yeah, I mean, this sounds yeah. better already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's mostly instrumental, except for the very beginning, which that lady is singing. Where the fuck are you, lady? I don't know. 
This does not sound like Boston. This no. is odd. Right. That doesn't. More than a Steven. More than a Steven. More than a Steven. Rock and roll band. <laughs> a man I'll never be. That's what. I, I know Twisted Sister kind of did it, but that would be funny if a band specifically put out a Christmas album, but it was just Christmas versions of their hits. So they would just choose Christmas songs that are similar and then uh, yeah. just sing it like their hit over the music of a Christmas song. I, like you said, Twisted Sister kind of did I it. I think they did it, right? Oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's get back to some real Boston because that sucked. Yeah, that was <laughs> not enjoyable. Uh, let's get back to smoking, which I believe that this was smoking the, in the boys room. B-side to More Than a Feeling when yeah. the single was released. And this song is definitely about smoking and token, and uh, well, it's very fitting. Rock and roll band was uh, the B side as well, because there, okay. there, there was truly it was it was more than a feeling, foreplay, long time, and um, really we just played it. The second song. <laughs> I can't remember either. Peace of mind. Yeah, that was their. Um, that was the first side. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just three songs, and then the rest of them were all on the B side again. Now, is this one you said it sounded familiar that you didn't know, and then you played it for me, and I was like, oh, yeah, this song. Smoking! Yeah. This is another one of them, because it really seems like at least five of the eight tracks were played on the radio. So, speak, yeah. speaking of Boston and Smoking, I was going to ask this to you earlier. You're like 9, 10 when this is out, right? 11, yeah. Are the... Are the older cool like bad kids like hippies? Are they listening to this? Is this what like the cool kids are into? Or do you Back know then? at that time? Yeah, 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 yeah. All I knew is I had my tennis racket guitar. <laughs> I was unaware. <laughs> and I was completely clueless as to whether what what other people. Now as I got closer into high school, then that's actually was the beginning, kind of the beginning of rap. Like you had the message from Grandmaster Flash. Oh nice. my god! Some of, you know some of that. So I, mean, yeah. I can remember for a talent show, five or six of friends of mine and I got together and actually did that rap. You know, broken glass everywhere. People, People pissing, pissing on the street. You know they just don't care. care. Can you take the smell? Yeah. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Dale, you're the coolest person. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so yeah, we did. We did all. Um, we did that whole rap. Yeah, it was, and, and all of my friends were trying. You know, honestly, it was an all-white school, and they were trying not to be that. Yeah, know, and they would, and so that was kind of their segue into being trying to be cool, like like what they what they saw. So, yeah. black culture is usually cool as fucking hell. It is. It is. <laughs> and, and believe me when I tell you that that's exactly what they were trying to be. So, so their pictures. Are are you are the pictures of you like wearing sideways hats and being like yo yo yo? No, no, I didn't. I didn't hit that until college. No. Oh. In college, I I actually started the whole. I don't know. Back in the day, like I, I wore these things called parachute pants. Yeah. Oh Remember, yeah. yeah. They had I had some bright blue ones that when you unzip the sides, they became black, and I'd wear with a black and pointy shoe. Yeah. And we, <laughs> if you ever seen that movie, uh, I think it is a Beverly Hills Cop where Eddie Murphy's walking and the and the guy in the red leather walks by and he starts laughing. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened to me and my roommate many times. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hear people going, "What?" That's hilarious. <laughs> so we put Fantastic. together these. We literally, oh my god, this is embarrassing. We would literally stand in front of a mirror and concoct these dance things because then when we got to the bars, 
all the ladies would come up and be like, hey, can you show us that? Can you show got us that? boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd look at our clothes and go, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so did you invent the MC Hammer? Whoa, 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 whoa. But that's, whoa, whoa. Kind, of, but that's kind of the kind of clothes that we, that we were chilling <laughs> in. That's right. Were you shaving things into the side of your head? <laughs> no, like, didn't quite that far. But yeah, oh yeah. Or lines into your eyebrows. <laughs> that's not what I expected, Dale. That's yeah. not what I expected. Oh, I know. That's, the, that's not the past of a lobby man. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Anytime I've ever worked in any form of sales, those are always some of the most wild people. Yeah, well, that was a pretty wild time. I mean, my you know, my father was a hard-nosed cop, and so I didn't get away with anything in school. Wow. In high school. And so then I get to Ohio State, turn 19, huge campus, able to drink. Really? Uh. I mean, what do you think happened? <laughs> that happens so much yeah. when people are on a tight leash as soon as the yep. Octo- is loosened. October 29th, 11.59, I was standing at a 7-Eleven with my little beer. Locked up. When it hit 12 o'clock, I set it down. The guy looked at me and said, no, no, no. It's the 30th right now. And yeah, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, Man, that shriek at the end of that song. Wow. Some pipes, like you said earlier. What's his name again? Brad Delp. Brad Delp. Delp. Yep. Doesn't sound like much of a rock starry name. No. I'm Brad Delp. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, give it up for Brad Delp. Yeah, his death was like tragic too, man. Oh, it's suicide, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but not only that, the, he he went into his bathroom, um, put tape along the thing, brought in charcoal grills, and lit them, and then went and then lay down, and that's he from carbon. Not, Right, that's such a weird thought that's out. I know, right, I know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, and then the newspapers to, uh, blamed Schultz for it, and so then he sued the newspapers. He lost, but he sued newspapers because they said that he pushed him into that suicide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What did he say? Kill yourself, idiot. Like, how do you right, push yeah. someone into a suicide? Go lock yourself in a room with some well, grills, you prick. I mean, I'm sure you could say, you know, you're not very good. You're a loser. You know, that kind of stuff, maybe, if he, but I don't That's know. That's still just a yeah. choice that someone's going to make. Yeah. You're yeah. going to make that or you're and, not going to make it. And maybe it wasn't, like, in a mean way. Maybe it was him being like, look, you're obviously having troubles, man. We might have to think, of, maybe we can bring yeah. in a second singer. And maybe he took that to heart. Yeah. You yeah. know, maybe it wasn't like, you fucking suck. Well, if you, and, you know, if you're suffering from mental illness, or living with mental illness, I should say that that can be tough. Yeah, so and maybe but, it was just the realization that he didn't have it and anymore. didn't, yeah. and just felt like if I can't do this, what and do this I have is, left? Why am I living? Yeah. So that's sad. It's sad, but it, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if that's their reasoning mm-hmm. behind it. Well, I'm so glad that I brought the conversation down. <laughs> Me too, Dale. That's why we brought you in here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you fucking conversation this, this killer. This going to be the second time. There's the door. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, it's hard to open, so you know. <laughs> my dad found out about me having an abortion from listening to this podcast, so oh, there are all sorts of... Uh, <laughs> there's all sorts of down moments on this podcast. There's all sorts of serious <laughs> shit that comes out. Um, uh, let's move along and try and make this a little happier. Let's hitch a ride on up to a happy town. To the sky! Wasn't a very so th- strong beginning, I was hoping for. Yeah, but let me tell you, his voice in, on here is gorgeous. It's really good. There's also a, a, another ballad called The Man I'll Never Be, which I think was on their second album, Don't Look Back. And, and again, just it, it made the top 50. But I can't go very far. Boo, boo, boo. 
So I wonder, because I did listen to, I think I listened to a song or two uh, otherwise, but I still think that this album definitely fits into like a sound. Mm-hmm. Boston definitely has their sound. And I don't, did they really branch out from that sound much or they were always just, this is what we do? That is what they okay, do. Okay, because that, that's kind of the impression I got because yeah. I thought I listened to this a little bit, like skimmed a couple other songs. Until 2013. And they yeah. put out what the fucking awful stuff we heard. Some lady joined is what it sounded like. Women always ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> we are like a poison. A poison. If you're not careful, we will poison you. But a necessary poison. That's the we will poison you. We will poison you. Because we have holes. <laughs> That's why we're necessary. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like like. They always had that type of, I don't remember what you call it, the type of guitar, like a metal type of, but it's just, always that metal-ish sound, clean it's a sound. real clean overdrive yeah. that, like, at this time, metal doesn't exist, so they're not really? calling it metal. Yeah, right. It's just for me, growing up listening to metal, I'm like, shit, I've heard guitar tones that right. are going for that. To me, this was more progressive rock than I expected, and I because I don't think that you would ever say... This is a list of progressive rock bands. We're going to put Boston in there. But I think that there are tinges in some of these songs that have progressive sounds to them that were moving in that direction. That's exactly what I was hoping would happen for this album, too. It's like, big name bands. I always hope that if you go in deeper, you're like, oh, there's some songs that you need to hear because they're not playing the best on the radio. And most of the time, that is the case. Sometimes it's not. But I don't think it was the case on this album, but it was in a way of making me realize it's rocking way harder than I realized. It mm-hmm. sounds better than I ever noticed. Listening to it with headphones, I was like, Jesus, this sounds right. fucking good. Yeah. I can't believe how good it sounds. Yeah, you giving us this album made me realize that I apparently like a Boston album. <laughs> and I didn't realize that I did. <laughs> and I don't think this album would have ever come across our threshold without you. No, either. I don't think anyone else would have given us nope. Boston. Yeah. But I'm sure my dad's going to appreciate this when he hears it. Well, nobody's been as old as I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pam? 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 Well, she's, well, yeah. uh, she's 60. Oh, yes, that's my. I'm just a little bit older than I am. Yeah, just three years. Pam's got the mantle of old. Person <laughs> with the youngest mind, <laughs> right? I gotta take care of her when we go out. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, she even won't even open the van door, she'll just be like, Sam, Sam. <laughs> this way, this way. When we went to the horror convention, I had to like lead her and like guide her, right. walk this way, okay? Well, but Pam, aren't you here to see a certain person? I don't care, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we're here. Right. Let's get. Let's try and get an even older person, like super old. <laughs> Your mom? No, I mean like hey, back in my day. <laughs> Your mom's technically that age of how I saw people when I was younger. Right? She's like seventy-three or some shit, or seventy-two. Oh, She's you know, not a, young. She's never gonna be on this podcast. You she doesn't like the, our words. But she, but she doesn't look bad. Like she's like Linda. But she does. She's like Melissa's mom too. I mean, God, she, I think she's seventy-five. She's like a twenty-five-year-old. I mean, she's <laughs> wild. Really, she's it's, it's pretty incredible. It's good. Pretty incredible. Until one day they hit a wall, and you're like, "Oh God, what happened?" <laughs> people in my family don't live that old as the people do in your family. People don't, Which is weird because we abuse ourselves way more than your family. I don't think you know how abusive food can be. 
That's true. When you're eating the wrong kinds. <laughs> That's true. That's what my family likes. We like food. We I, liked chemicals. <laughs> yeah, I found that out quickly. What? Me, about the food issue. No. <laughs> Believe me, yeah. I My diet is more restrictive than it used to be. Uh, I'm going to have to start myself. Well, shit, when we went out to eat that one time and found out that Melissa eats like a child, I had no idea. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's much more like how Sam eats than I expected. Yep. Way worse than me. I mean, worse. I, yeah, I, would say I used worse. to do Skyline two and three times a week. Mm. Yeah. That's what Sam does, yeah. but Sam has done it more than that. Yeah. I when I could do it every day, but it, yeah. then, then, I, then I got Dale's older. Dale's the fucking man. <laughs> then I got older and my heart said, bitch, this is not good. My heart says bitch to me a lot, so yeah, I understand. Is that the short pains that have been happening right here? Is that what that is? For me, it's more skyline? like a dull, lingering uh, weight <laughs> on my chest. That wait! At, at any point, something's going to break and it's going to go down. The choice of the word wait made that entire sentence gold. No, I think that's part of why my heart is so sad. Check it out. Is the weight, the chest, excess weight I carry. Chest microphone stand. <laughs> Man, you are... <laughs> You're Fun? A, the, you interrupt people to say the dumbest <laughs> shit that means... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have two more songs, Something About You. Sam, there's something about so, you. This song, I think, is it, it, because the refrain is not the title. Like, the refrain is, it isn't easy. And it, the song title is actually Something About You. Yeah. It, and Something About You is only said, like, twice in the whole hmm. two, twice in the whole song. It's really different. I think it's interesting when people do that. But here comes that guitar again. <laughs> We are Boston and we yeah. rock. It's a metal technique too. It's two guys playing the same line, but they're doing it uh, like in harmony. So like one guy's playing like three notes up. And metal guys do that all the time. Yeah. All the time. So you're saying that Boston was the first metal band. I'm saying that there are tinges of Boston that made it into the early metal guys because they were probably growing up listening to things like this. And they're like... Yeah, we love it. We're going to go faster and heavier, but we're going to take some of this stuff. Remember when they both dueled did that thing and it sounded great? Let's yeah. do that, but go a lot more. This is definitely a song I feel like I've heard on the radio as yeah. well. Yeah. So many songs off this album. It's, it's wild. It's crazy that one band can have so many, and then so many bands can have none on the radio. See, there's the refrain. It isn't easy. But... He's using... Song terminologies, Michelle. I know. Refrain. refrain. Refrain from refrains. Truly, I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded great. Yeah, that's right. I should just shut up and been impressive. No, right? that's what you do for a living. Right. You you pull the words from somewhere. It's all, it's all confidence, you? isn't it, Dale? Yeah, well, you just well, say things and look at people in the eye like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what I meant. I need to hang out with Dale more. I need some of that fake confidence. That's exactly what like it is. Because they say, too. if you don't have, you gotta fake it till you make it. Fake so it to make it. You gotta pull it from somewhere if it's not real. I yeah. do that all the time on the road. I just walk into places and pretend like I'm supposed to be there, and nobody fucking questions it. You just go and you're like, hey man, and just keep going. Everybody's like, they must belong here. I don't know. Yep. Yep. I, a friend of mine walked into a wedding. We got in line at the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I almost yeah. went to a, a family yeah. reunion one time yeah. on the road, but well, they got a, I figured I'd look two feet enough that they knew I wasn't in the family. Brighter, bro- brighter groom. Bride. Known her for a while. 
as we're shoveling food. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Lovely girl. Yeah, Tried to date her once. Yes, right. <laughs> Shall we suck my dick? Oh. <laughs> you took it. There was the line, Michelle. <laughs> I'm always going to tiptoe over that line. <laughs> and that's why we love you. That's why we love you. Getting gloomy again. Gloomy do. Gotta love that Midwest weather. I don't know what that happens other place. <laughs> I only live in the Midwest. That's all I can say. It doesn't. Believe me, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Ask this guy. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, it doesn't. In Arizona, it's hot. Rains for like five minutes, and then it's done. Florida's the same way. Northeast, cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> out of all this traveling, where's the second family? Yeah, that's... Wait, that's <laughs> see, Sam, I can't mention that. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Melissa might be gotcha, listening. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa might be listening. That's hard to say. Many, <laughs> Melissa might be listening. Melissa might be listening. Well, when you're panicked about your second family, you have a tendency right. to do that pretty easily. Melissa might be listening while whistling and thistling. Did that work? It did. It came out easier than I expected it to. Good job, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to let this play into the last song that we have here. Uh, let me take you home tonight. Let me take you home this tonight. Is, one thing that does come up a lot on this podcast and some people will just tack a shitty song at the end of an album that they it feels like they could have left it off some people have some big like energetic song to kind of go out with a bang uh i I was kind of i like this i like what they did on this album yeah it's kind of like it leaves you feeling kind of like good and easy melancholy it's not like That's another word I pulled out of my ass. No. By the way, well, I don't think it's like I smelled it. I don't yeah. think it's sad or anything. <laughs> I think it's more like kind of hopeful or like, like come on, let me take you home. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of like a feel good. I get song. what you're saying too. A lot of albums will do like it's almost too dismal, and you're like, why do we have to end on that note? Like, remember that rocking song you had earlier? This is like a combo. It's like a feel good. Mm-hmm. It's not like super on top. It's, but not it's like energetic. Oh, that was nice. But it's, <laughs> it's not like a super dull song that could have been yeah. left off the album. It's just fine. It's the whole album feels good. To, I think. Yeah, feels good. By the way, I was gonna say it. Uh, there's sections earlier they do a little guitar strum. It sounds exactly like early Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> that prog rock sound. Yeah, yeah you're right. Prog rock sound. What'd you say? Pro- Frog frog rock? Frog progressive rock. Progressive rock? I was thinking, frog rock? Where's the frog playing? I missed What's your favorite frog rock band, Michelle? (laughs) Mine's Ribbit. I was trying to find something that was actually similar, and you just went straight to dumb. (laughs) I was thinking of Rush. (laughs) Emerson, Lake, and Kermit? You know, and it's that work? Boston is so guitar heavy, like. Um, it's just nothing like I think other bands sometimes can like Rush with Neil Peart things like that you know can like really look at the drummer more these guys are nothing but um, I mean look if I can learn to play more than a feeling anybody can learn to play more say than a feeling say it's guitar rock yeah. is that what you're labeling yeah. it as yeah, more than, I would say so too yeah. Kansas uh, it reminds me of Kansas yeah. not just because it's a st- oh. uh, another a geological name. I would put Boston way over Kansas. But though. I mean, in the guitar work, where like I would consider them a guitar rock band. Like, yeah. Kansas, there's a lot of good guitar work that they don't get credit for. 
I don't think I know much Kansas. I know like carry on my Yeah, that song fucking rules. No, dust in the wind. Oh yeah, that's that. I don't like that song. Good guitar playing. I have to learn that before my mom dies. That's um. That's also the violin. I think too. That was the first band I saw. Oh, was it Kansas? Yeah. Followed by Sticks. Mine was uh, Bon Jovi and Scorpions. Bon Jovi and Scorpions. How many times? And that was before Bon Jovi like was really big. Like Slippery When Wet was or hadn't really even come out. It was like their first, you know. Was Scorpions thing. opening for Bon Jovi? So oh, it was reverse. Other way. Wow. Because I remember walking out and going, that first band was awesome <laughs> i mean like almost better than the scorpions yeah scorpions was really love it first sting tour oh it was love really it first deep. sting <laughs> i didn't even hear him say it so i want to cut that Wait, is that not the name of it? Uh, no it's just hilarious i also would consider them as Boston being kind of like a vocal band too. Mm-hmm. I think vocally they're better than a lot of other rock bands. Yeah. Like yeah. they can really sing. His voice is incredible. Yeah, I would agree. He's got that higher register voice that people remember. It's kind of like Steve Perry. Yeah. Like I, one of my favorite rock bands of all time is Led Zeppelin. But I think there are a lot of singers who are better, technically better singers than Robert Plant. I think what he does works for the band. But even though that's one of my favorite bands, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's because of the lead singer having a good voice. Oh, it's like a revival here. I was going to say, this is why it leaves you feeling good. It's giving you that revival, like, party sense going on right now. Yep. Yep. Gospel choir's coming out. Everybody's going right now. Backup vocals going. A tambourine. When the song's over, everyone's going to go downstairs. And, and they're chicken? gonna eat fried chicken God, that sounds and, so good. and have a nice dinner. That was not a racial thing either for anyone that thought it was. No, fried chicken is like an easy thing to oh, get for big things. Every time it. my family does a reunion, it's fried chicken. Hell yeah, it's fried chicken. You can buy chicken. big boxes of fried chicken from grocery stores usually. Hell yeah, it's fried chicken. <laughs> we'll get you a bucket from KFC. Mm. <laughs> Last time we it's had okay. the KFC chicken it was pretty good. No, the, it was I the love. time before that. We had it. It was the first time in a while that we hadn't had it. It was really good, and then we had it again. Ah, so good. And it wasn't very as good. So were we victims of the we haven't had it in a while? So it tasted maybe, so good, or right? we just got lucky, and it was a combo. Ponderosa used to do that to me. I'd be like, "Man, this is delicious," and then I'd go back. To, well, actually, by plate two, I was like, "No, this is not delicious." Ponderosa <laughs> was never delicious. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. that's most buffet-style restaurants aren't. But there is something that is like sentimental and nostalgic to me of going to a uh, and not not like a Chinese buffet, but like a home style sort of buffet. Remember that one buffet place we used to go to that had like legitimately good food on it? We drive by it all the time. Yeah, that that, that Amish place, and then it burned. Yeah, Yeah, burned. They made like homemade like noodles and chicken and like it was not out of a bag not out of a thing the homemade buffet items and it was really 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 good when i was younger and then i set it on fire i don't know why i did that (laughs) (laughs) when i was younger it was always a big deal when we got to go to the brown derby the brown brown derby Derby, yeah i don't even know if you guys have brown derbies i've heard of it it sounds like doing butt stuff yeah it's like is this the place that had the conveyor belt and as stuff goes by you can take it off okay no but it was i mean it truly had a big brown hat you know brown derby it was yeah arby's similar (laughs) it was that same type of yeah but no it was not yeah 
but it would it was like a Ponderosa style. Okay, yeah, but it was a man. It, we would go to Brown Derby. We were excited. I was excited to go to Ponderosa as a child. Also, like a Bonanza place. Yeah, Ponderosa and Bonanza, they were the same company. Sizzler. Oh, man. (laughs) And in fact, in Bonanza, the the family owned the Ponderosa. So that's why it goes together. Nice. Well, The, the Cartwrights. We are finished listening to the album. We are at the point of the podcast where we need to go over some uh, questions. You all right over there? Did you drop something that you need? No. Okay. It sounded like you did, but I guess we're fine. We are fine. All right. Let's do this. Question. I got some questions for Dale. Oh, good And Lord. I think he's going to answer them because he's a pretty good talker. I got some questions for Sam. All of a sudden, my he heart just started de- de- pounding out of my chest. I got some questions <laughs> for you. <laughs> you love being a jerk lately and telling me to shut up. But I'm telling you both to shut up. Okay, so you love being a jerk to people. I like being not a just jerk me. to you and you. <laughs> All right, so Dale, you did uh, kind of say uh, why you chose this as far as it being your first uh, album, but what made you choose this album specifically? Because I loved More Than a Feeling. I mean, literally, I would hear that song all the time, and I just, it's like, that was one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. And so I didn't know, you know, much more, frankly. And so I went out, and that was the one that I wanted because I wanted that, just that song, mm-hmm. and, and got extremely lucky that the rest of it was so good do you yeah. still like uh, more than a feeling a lot is it one uh, of your favorite songs yeah, of all time when i when i got the when i got the drum kit back that was the first thing that started <laughs> <working> <laughs> with more than a feeling absolutely yeah so did you have any idea of what you thought we would think when you said boston i thought you would like it i didn't think he would because Sam is more of a metal you know, screeching. Satan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, really more of a heavy, you're more of a... Like a radio-friendly like listener. Yeah, you're, like, you're more of, just in listening to the podcast, it seems like when you guys talk, you're more of a, a classical rock type mm-hmm. thing, and he's more of a grunge metal metal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually that's the case. So, yeah. I'm, I am surprised that you... You like it as much as you say. Maybe not your favorite, but you it, do like. It may help. Uh, you've come in so late, in the, not late in the podcast, but we're a few years into this, so my edge of my sword oh, has see, been yeah. dulled yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> Good. And I'm 37. As you get older too, I just tend to go like, yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, did you have any judgment prior to listening to this, Sam? Did you think it was going to be hard? I didn't think it was going to be hard. My prior judgment, it was more of a hope. I was like, ooh, please let this be like more rock than I expect it to be. Please mm-hmm. let there be gems on here and like guitar work. Then I'm going to be like, ooh, that was tasty. Mm-hmm. That's, it was, that was what popped into my head first. It wasn't like a, oh, shit. It was just it was a hope for something. And was your hope realized? or? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's definitely guitar work on here. It's, that's been a thing I've been noticing in the last few years is there's songs older songs that I didn't listen to mm-hmm. how I listen to metal and stuff. When I listen to music, I'm like really, really interested into it. I listen to every part of it. For some reason, old rock and roll songs and classic rock songs were all just like this gel, like a big orb of music coming at me and I didn't like pick them out. 
now as I'm getting older and it comes on this podcast and I have to listen to it at least three times in the week, I'll be like, I'm going to listen to the bass this time. And I'm like, whoa, I never fucking noticed that. So, and I think when you're younger, you sometimes concentrate on lyrics and, and don't maybe pay attention to the, and for me, to the instruments as much. I was much trying as to tell everyone to fuck off right. at the same time, too. <laughs> I had, for some reason, I was trying to be edgy and now i don't care now i'm just like oh i just want to like go to sleep and eat some food i mean but doesn't that make sense as to why rap would be so popular because it's lyrical right it's not it's not it's not a lot of the music you know it's more lyrical but yeah for sure um my judgment prior to listening to this is that i didn't actually i'm a pretty opinionated person I didn't really have much of an opinion about this. I didn't know how it was going to be. I know that I like more than a feeling. I couldn't think of any other songs other than more than a feeling that I knew. And uh, so there was a lot of uh, just, it was just very open-ended for me. Um, But I liked it a lot more than I expected to. So I will say that. Uh, How many times did you listen to it this week? Four times. Dale? Oh my, I don't. Even a lot. Oh yeah, (laughs) an awful lot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I got four listens in, which is more than I mean. Almost always it's three, which is our minimum. So I gave it a little more because it wasn't bad. When when we started this, my minimum was once a day. Yeah, that went away real fast. That's a lot. (laughs) I, I literally put it on repeat on my flights. So you know, my four legs of flights. Where'd you go to this week? I don't remember. (laughs) It's that much. Oh man, that's rough. All right, so So actually, ironically, Kansas. Wow, (laughs) I was in Topeka. You're TSA pre, right? And clear, and yeah. I one time, um, I actually landed in Detroit, and. I was got off the plane and you know Melissa and them know I fly Delta all the time so I get off the plane there's a little person standing there with my not a little person there was a person standing there with <laughs> you're just a tall my, person yeah that's right okay. with, with my name on it I'm like I'm like oh my god she kind of did her said come here took me down the steps put me in a Porsche SUV and drove me around <laughs> to my gate and I walked up and onto the plane what wow. because because I fly Delta so much yeah so you're like a VIP at that point yeah, well a million yeah I'm 1.5 million miles Jeez. wow just on Delta yeah what's the scariest plane story I was flying out of Greenville South Carolina and I <laughs> um the so there's bad storms the the pilot two I'll never forget two female Navy pilots oh wow um and she said, listen, everybody needs to take their seats. We need to get out of here. The storm is terrible. And so I hear the engine start to rev and then it powers down. I'm like, oh, because this big like 737 pulled in front of us. We were just on a, a regional jet and took off. Well, now the storm's worse. And we took off and just were, you know, bumping and bumping and bumping. And I look up and there's this split in the clouds that I can see. And this woman banked us straight up sideways through that slit. And we were just flying you know all over the place and normally what you do is you look at the flight attendants if they're scared yeah i mean this lady you could just see her she was just like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it was it was it was not um and the times when in fact i think melissa was with me at one point we went to land we hit the runway and back up we go because there's a jet there's a jet at the end of the runway if we'd have kept going we'd have crashed right oh my god yeah that's well, crazy. Actually, the other uh, one more. Sorry, I know I am. No, talker. go for it. No, um, please. <laughs> we're going along, and all of a sudden, the plane shifted vertically and back. 
and the flight attendants went flying and what? everything. We had fl- now. How scary is this? We had flown through the jet wash of a seven forty seven. So how close was oh that plane? Oh my god! Yeah, why? That's crazy. It's that yeah. strong. Oh man! It and the pilot. It was so. The pilot came on and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I know that was traumatic." <laughs> But everything's fine. All the all the instrumentation, everything's okay. So now the the flight attendant that went flying into the bathroom, um, she was hurt. But yeah. So is it an issue with them not registering on the radar because they're like higher than them or something than the plane? Somebody didn't talk to somebody, somebody right? I, I'm pretty sure that's probably the case. I mean, are they, yeah. but they would see it on a radar, wouldn't they? Are they just not registering? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. How, how, I, don't I know. know how I that think works. that's normally go- governed by the people in the tower that are like, yeah. "Yeah, you can land there." Oh fuck, you cannot land there. You cannot land there. I mean, you if you can, yeah. It's it's usually the the people in the tower, like he was saying, that say, you know, go to thirty four thousand feet. Then if there's if there's bad, you know, turbulence or whatever, come down to thirty two thousand, go up thirty eight to try to find the smoother air. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that somebody. Somewhere didn't talk to somebody. And it was somebody's first day. Yeah, because <laughs> that is one. I, that's one I won't forget. <laughs> Man, going sideways. That's fucking. Yeah, we crazy. truly like our, the wing was pointed at the ground. And wow. and I, and it, no, don't get me wrong, it was not like stayed like that. It was just a quick boom boom and back but up. Still, but boy, I, that poor flight attendant. Traumatizing. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some lady just goes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Face first into the bathroom. Can I get you a like, yeah, she's probably like pouring spray into a little plastic cup for Instead someone. Of just giving me the goddamn can. <laughs> yeah, figure that one out. I just want the can, lady. That's right. You don't have to wait for the bubbles if you just give me the can. Oh my god! All right, so uh, least favorite song. Who wants oh, to go? Oh shit! I forgot about the angle of this. Uh, well, Dale podcast. probably knows. So, Dale, you want to go first? Wow, I would have to really think about that all right i can go first because i I know it might be same with me and for me i don't think that it's a bad song but for me let me take you home tonight even though i think it's fine i think it's a good ending to the album it just doesn't hit me as well as some of the other songs do uh because i don't think it rocks as hard and i think i like my boston a little rockier i thought you meant least favorite song of all time. Oh, no. Like, like not just the album. No, this I'm album. sitting here, I'm going, oh, shit. This album. This album. <laughs> no, just Mar- this I'm going to tag on with you, Michelle, just because it's the most like laid back and doesn't, you know, you know my style. Yeah, no, but I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Good ending for this album. Fine. Yeah. Just you have to pick a song that you don't like as much. So Smoking is probably the one Ooh. for me because Smoking seems like it's. Um, it's just a little bit re- repetitive to me. Like it, it, they they don't do a lot of the changes. I don't think in that song as much as I notice in some of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say smoking. Seems probably. more like a straightforward like bar rock blues right. song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I'm so glad this is being played right here. Deep Purple. When I first oh. heard this, this sounds so much like Deep right. Purple. Yep. Machine Head. Yep. I'm not against it. I'm into it. Um, most favorite song since I went first on the least, I'll go. Uh, for me, it's very easily foreplay long time. Oh yeah, as I like foreplay long time. <laughs> Talking like a Chinese lady. That's not true. Foreplay long I'm time. just like just stick it in already. Let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Dale, who wants to go next? I'll say for me, and I, I know you're probably thinking more than a feeling, but something about you. Um, yeah, that just the, the way he comes in screaming, I, I just I kind of like that. 
Yeah. Let's get Yeah. I just scream. Yeah. Get to screaming. I, yeah, I guess probably not a scream, but. I want to hear it. Keep playing. When it. I was younger. Lay it on me. Something about you. Don't my own. No, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'm mad that it's not there now. That is coming in about 30 seconds. That's what she said. There's that guitar work that, uh, the metal guitar work I was talking about. Uh It's all solid. It's all solid riffing. I'm still waiting for vocals to come in. Right here. Right here. I don't know. There's something about. I don't know. I like his I voice like, there too. There's just something about it. That song. <clears throat> I also like the. It isn't easy to show. I like that part too. So, Sam, do you have an answer? I have an answer. Is it also foreplay? Long time. <laughs> it's not foreplay. Long time. Ooh. You want to take a guess? Uh, is it smoking? My least favorite. That's Very nice. Yeah. Dale, that's been my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> I like it because it gets that deep purple tone. I just think it's. Yeah. I like it for the reasons he didn't. It's straightforward. Right. Good guitar riffs. And I like to go, smoke it. <laughs> so you said that you you've said multiple times the around the age when you first started listening to this but when you actually got this album in your hands and you listened to it for the first time first listen how did you feel i was surprised that i liked not just that song and then when foreplay long time come, came on i literally picked up the needle and took it off and then flipped it flipped it over and started listening to the back and i'm like wow, this is really good. So then I went back to foreplay long time because I wanted to see what it sounded like and then was pleasantly surprised when they came in with the vocals and stuff because I thought it was going to be mostly instrumental. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Uh, would you recommend this today? Oh, absolutely. To anyone? Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. I think it's a great classic rock feel-good album that surprises a lot of people. Again, I think people hear more than a feeling. Just like you said, you know, you don't realize how many songs Yeah, were I on thought I only album. knew more than a feeling, yeah, and I was right. very wrong. Yeah. This thing is... Oh, oh, you're gonna fuck up the cable. I'm gonna fuck up your cable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sam, would you listen to this again? Will I listen to this again? Probably not, but will I be mad or irritated if any of these songs ever came on again? No! I'll be like... <laughs> and some of them, for the first time, I'll go, hey... This is Boston. Because some of these songs were just like, I don't know who does. I just heard this song. Right. Because I'm like that with a lot of classic rock songs. I don't fucking know who did it. I think after listening to the album, you learn the Boston sound. And I think it would be easier to identify at this point, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say if I'd listen to it again. I think I would lean more towards yes, because there are a lot of songs on here that I... Like you said, it's an easy listening album. It's easy to just put on and do whatever. Um, rating it zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. Let me go first. As a rock and roll album, I'll give this a six. It's for my taste, it's just not what I'm gonna listen. You know what? I feel bad. At eight. Oh my god! Wow. It's a solid rock and roll album. It's a solid, solid classic rock album. There's nothing to argue with on here. The vocals are good. The guitar tone is good. The drum tones are good. The organ tones are good. It all sounds good. It may the songs are just not written for a guy like me who's 
a psycho. Um, <laughs> you just like stuff heavier and meaner. Yeah, I was born later, so I'm like, it's just not for I, I, me. I like some of that stuff too. I mean, maybe not as heavy as you do. I mean, I love like you know Metallica, Megadeth. There you go, but, Megadeth. But I, I'm not maybe go quite as heavy. You don't go as you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of people no. don't. Yeah. I do not. I think that's something that people maybe expect when they found out because a lot of people were surprised when Sam and I got married because we're very different. Uh, but I've never tried to pretend to be into metal since we've been together. I specifically remember a, a couple who were like, wait, you don't you don't like metal and you're with him? Yeah, people are sometimes <laughs> surprised. And they're usually people who listen to metal, though. Yeah. They're just like, oh, you're not into metal? Like, I thought you were one of us. No, I've just always hung around metalheads my entire <laughs> life and just... Which means you're really fucking metal because you're not metal. Well, because I'm mean. <laughs> I have a mean sense of humor. That's why I fit in with you guys. I think I think that's normal. Melissa and I are totally different. I'm, yeah. I'm outgoing. You know, talk to people. Melissa hates people. So, you know, I'm more so. introverted. I usually She's, yeah. She doesn't hate, but she is definitely introverted, and I'm more in your face. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you um, see somebody you know, are you more likely to say hello to them in public than she is? Yes. Will she do the duck and she, cover well, if no, she can? She, she, you know what? She would like wave. Do the wave. Hey, hey, hello. Whereas I would go, hey, good to see you. Welcome. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm a wave as I walk by yeah, that's, them. That's Melissa too. And, and, and I'm and, a, hey, how you doing? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's stop me. and converse. That's, right. that's, me. that's me. I don't know if I'm a converse, but I am a, hey. Uh, I'm a converse. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. So uh, you are a bullshit artist. That's exactly right. I will give this a seven. Okay. Uh, I it, more than I expected. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's not like for me one of the greatest albums, but it's it's good. I have it's, nothing against it. It's clear why it is a classic album. Like it's clear why mm-hmm. it's always regarded to as a classic album. Absolutely. I of course would do a ten, and really. Is it maybe the best? No, but is it the best for the number of songs that I like? Yes. Okay, like sometimes yeah. you listen to Creed or some of them and you know, some of the last you know, B-side songs, it's like, oh, good Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. this one, I can go yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Play the whole thing. Play the whole thing over and over, yeah. Good, easy listen, and that doesn't happen a lot. No. There, there's almost always a song that you are just like, nah, kind of skip through. Yeah, we call them skipperoos or skippers or just... No. I don't need this one. Some some albums you can just listen to the first half and you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Yep. So describe this album in one word. You want me to go first? Sure. Classic. Dale. Unfortunately, that's probably. Classic. Yeah, classic. I'm going easy. Yeah, easy. that's good. It's easy to listen to. It's easy listening. Uh, it's so familiar that it's just, it's not a chore. A lot of times these albums can be a chore to listen to. And this one didn't Sorry. feel like that to me. Well, no, not just you. A lot of guests will bring things that we don't enjoy. Like Sometimes guests bring things on purpose to make us miserable. <laughs> like I love my cousin Chris, but he has yet to bring anything that I don't hate. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how And it goes. Dale's been on one and he's one for one. <laughs> yes, he is. One so one. Way to go. Um, all right. So we are done with the album. We are done with the questions. Next on the podcast we're going to be we're going to be a little guest heavy for a bit uh for like the next next month um but tom and Anne marie are doing their annual come to stop, indiana stop by the studio from buffalo uh so we are going to be doing an Anne marie album which is that i have wait 
Did I just do this in a diff- the wrong order? I don't know. I did. I'm a stupid asshole. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's not until the following week. Next week is the second annual Paxtoween. Oh, it is. So I'll tell Dale, uh, I love Bill Paxton, and on his birthday, I w- I've wanted to start something where we uh, celebrate a Bill, we watch a Bill Paxton movie, and we eat fried food, because he was a southern man who liked fried food. So nice. I pick a restaurant and just order some fried food from. This year, we will be watching the movie Twister. I don't yet know where we're going to be getting food from, but I haven't seen the movie Twister since I was a kid. Uh, I'm interested be, to see what it's like as an adult. We're going to get it from Vanda Camps. The Van de Camps is the restaurant. No, no. it's uh, those boxed fish companies like Gordon's. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, Gordon's fish. The, bo- the box. <laughs> yeah, the joke didn't land oh, at first, man. but then it got redeemed. Well, Van de Camps doesn't just. Uh, I know. I should have said Gordon's fisherman. So yes, uh, next week will be second annual Paxtoween, where Yay! we will be watching Twister, and my cousin Chris, who I just said something negative about, will be <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> and hopefully, I'll be in good health this time because last Paxtoween, I was out for the. It was count. rough. Sam all of a sudden felt sick right before we started recording and couldn't eat any of the food, and we had to just like stop. She ordered so much fried food, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, uh, it tastes good. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. bad. So this year, I hope to be a fucking pig. <laughs> good, I hope so too, because I was like fifty plus dollars wasted on fried yeah, food for nothing. You can't put that shit in the fridge. No, that won't save fried, until fried later. Fried foods don't work out later. Fried food they is don't. now or never. Besides fried chicken. Except fried chicken. That's yep. true. With you. And yeah. I did have fried chicken last time too. I almost like cold fried chicken better than. Warm it's, fried chicken is good. It's delicious. It's really good. All, good. all right. Well, Dale. Thank you, Dale. It was a pleasure. Well, this it was, was awesome. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, didn't It wasn't weird at all. <laughs> did, you, did you expect it to be weird? Every guest, I always have a little trepidation. It's going to be okay because you don't know. They have never been in front of a microphone before. Just, I mean, yeah. you were a little nervous before you came. Oh, so it's just, yeah. we've okay. we've hung out kind of and like like in a comedy club or right. like dinner with other people. So never just more like so one-on-one, I guess. I think it went well. It went great. I hope so. So uh, we'll have you again. I hope so. If you would like to. I would love we're it. We're going to have your. Uh, what are you doing in two weeks? No, uh, <laughs> we, not this. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah, bye, everyone. Thanks again.